show, the Travel Angel Radio Show, now here on Wednesday. And uh, I'm here with Kathy Takushi, a sponsor and co-host. And always nice to see you, Kathy. How are you doing? I'm good. And you? I'm good. Uh, yeah. yeah I, you know, a lot better than some of the people who were having to ex- <laughs> go through um, their challenges on the East Coast. There were 3,046 flights canceled today. Uh, 300, what, Newark uh, canceled a bunch, LaGuardia, John, JFK had uh, 266 flights canceled, Boston um, and Philadelphia were affected. Total delays, 9,356 delays to the storm there. Good thing we don't have anybody traveling on the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of wondering in the winter now, if the way it's so common, I'm wondering if people you can just avoid. As a travel agent, you take into consideration avoiding places like uh, JFK and Newark. and We do. Yeah. I mean, if we can. I And personally, I try to go, if I'm going to Europe, I go try to go from the West Coast straight to Europe if I can. Mm-hmm. Because that's just one less you know, one less delay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems and like I've so many times when I've gone into Newark, there are delays, and it's so both Newark and JFK um, mm-hmm. are just so overcrowded. You know, mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of weather in a lot on of the weather. East Coast all all times of the year. Yeah, so. and and DC as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've been there DC when there was just uh, lightning thunderstorms and yeah. things in the summer. Of course, yeah. you know, and you, you think you're okay in the summer, right? Yeah. But then there's the summer storms that happen. So, I, you know, I guess these days, I mean, I try to avoid Newark myself if possible, only because so many times I've had delays. So it's something to, con- to think about if you're traveling is, is um, when you're booking. Um, sometimes it seems like it's convenient to go and stop there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But not if you have a cancellation. That's I tell you, that's when, folks, you really wish you had a travel agent if you're there stuck. Because it's a nightmare trying to rebook yourself. Mm-hmm. Our clients just call us, and then we deal with it and call them back. Yeah, because you could be in a line with 100 people in front of you. Mm-hmm. And and some of these delays are so much that you don't know it. I think the delays may even be worse than the cancellations. Because in the delays, you're not sure... If indeed after the delay you are going to even fly, right? Yeah, they give you hope. They hope. give you hope for <laughs> maybe three hours, four hours, and, and then, then and then if it gets canceled, you've been there. You're invested in the three or four hours, <laughs> and you're just like, wait a second, I've been waiting all this time, and you're going to cancel on me now? Yeah, you know. So then the crew times out. That's what always happens. Well, that does. That's a very good point. I've been there. I've yeah, done the that. Crew times out, and, and then you're like, sitting. Yes. Didn't they figure that out when they were doing the delay? Yeah. yeah, but I think, yeah, there's all that going on. So something to think about. And um, do think about my book, How to Fly with Less Stress. I'm in the midst of doing the audio version. I've recorded all the audio. It's being edited down. The next stage will be to get it to um, um, Audacity. So then it goes up um, from Audacity. Then they load it up to the Amazon site. It's my first audio book, but I... I really always knew when I wrote the book that this would be very helpful to have when you're on a plane or when you're stuck waiting for a plane because all these exercises and everything really help you with the stress. So um, that would be, I don't know, you know, it's hard to tell in some of these editing things how long they take, but I imagine I'll have it here and out by summer, um, Mm -hmm. which would be good. Um, the first of hopefully many audio books. But we're very excited. Um, We're going to be talking about Portugal. 
sunny Portugal. Um, we've been ta- I have been talking to Kathy quite a bit about it, actually. <laughs> we've been, it's almost like having a child, the birth of a child. It's like, how are we doing on this trip? What's happening? And we have had some... A um, lot of people calling, and thank you um, if you call Kathy at 244-1414. In fact, if you're listening and you have called Kathy, um, we wanna, we didn't really put out there much that the offer was really a, an amazing deal, and it was done as a block sale. We blocked out um, X amount of space, um, and not a lot because it's limited. It's a small group we're going to be going with. But um, you have to have that. If you're interested, you have to contact Kathy, before the end of March. We're going to close this out in March because that's when the block space we have is only for X amount of time. They're holding that much for us. They're holding it for uh, you, K-A-Y. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you've been thinking about it, and I know a lot of you have heard it, um, but if you're thinking about it, um, don't think about it too long. In fact, if you book it now, there's a $500 deposit, but you can get that back up till April 2nd. If you change your mind per person, per person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it's it's going to be a wonderful. I've been learning a lot about Portugal um, as I did this. Now I was there briefly. I was doing a tour, and we stopped um, for a day in Portugal. And you did a cruise that started. Did you do you fly into Lisbon? <clears throat> we started in Lisbon and stayed two nights there. And then we um, were bussed up to Porto and then and then did a Viking River cruise on the Douro River. Mm-hmm. And then we that was seven nights and came back to Porto. And then I had arranged a private tour of just our group. And we went and spent two nights in Santiago de Compostela. Isn't that a great place? Oh, it, yeah. It was I really love good. Santiago de Compostela. Yeah, yeah. That was a surprise for me because, you know, a lot of movies and – a lot's been written about, I mean, there was a movie, The Way, with Martin Sheen. I still have not seen that. Oh, you have to see yeah. that. It was a very well done movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Martin Sheen's very religious, and, and it, you could tell he was really putting himself into it. And it was directed, I believe, by his son. Um, but yeah, definitely worth seeing. But the, the, that that town was, you know, some towns are, you know, so big that they've got ruined. This town is so much charm, and I think it really has not been oversold. And there was actually a lot more in that town than I expected, Mm -hmm. I have to say. We enjoyed it. We had two nights there, and then we went, uh, we were flying back out of Lisbon, so uh, we had to uh, make our way back down there, and then we had stopped in uh, Fatima on the Mm -hmm. way. Which was I love Fatima. Uh, yeah, Fatima. I want to find out who it was that person that you had as a guide there. Sonia. I want to contact Sonia. Sonia's our guide. Yeah, no, that was that was also very special and very very different than what I imagined because you know I kind of thought it was because <laughs> you see the pictures of the you know the, I thought it was a small village. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was a little village, you know. <laughs> It it's was not. at a small time uh, at one time. At one time, it was. <laughs> it's not they a small village. I know yeah. this is now very big, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, and it, but but I've been to places that have become very big and they've lost their feeling. I didn't get the sense that this place had lost its feeling. Um, there's a lot of awe and respect. A lot of awe mm. and respect. I mean, those are the two words I guess I'd use. And, and there was a certain sense of the presence there. So um, that was maintained. And, and there were so many people who were so faithful there. It was kind of 
just fascinating to watch the people coming mm-hmm. there as well. Um, so many people um, loving the idea and uh, the Holy Mother that that was it was very powerful to watch that. You know, I didn't have enough time when I was there to go to everything. I went to the cathedral, I went to the gift shop, and I did the candle lighting into the one small place where actually the place I think where the Pope did his talk. Well, all the popes have visited there, but the one on the small left side. There's a small area where, um, where oh, the, the the original chapel, mm-hmm, the yeah. original chapel. Um, but I didn't get down below to the museum. There's a museum on the right. I didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to get down there. We didn't either, but we did go up to the town where the kids, the children lived. And see, and I didn't get got there to see there. I want to get yeah. there. That was that real close by. It was maybe like a ten minute drive from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that would be something I'd like to include. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was really. It's just that was like that a, was a small, small town. Bit, yeah, and the tiny roads. And, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that's good to know. I then that that would be something. That's kind of how I envisioned it. So right. that's nice that that and that's where you met the niece, the niece of Lucia. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which I mean, she's like 90s? she was ninety-seven, I think. Wow. Yeah. Wow, amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, those are the things that make trips special. And on this one, um, what's nice is included is um, really nice hotels. Uh, Colette Travels uh, Tours did this, uh, put the hotels and tour together, and they do nice work. And I have to say I was impressed by the quality of the hotels. Um, sometimes you do on these tours and you just don't know where you're going to be staying. But I looked up each site they're they're like four star hotels. They work. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's the the category that they use. So nice properties. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um and also um there's nice uh, breakfasts included in each. I like to you know what I prefer when I'm traveling. I prefer eating a big breakfast, and then walking that off, and um because I don't like to eat big dinners because then if I'm traveling a lot I can gain weight. So I like, to, but I mean, so I I will eat a big breakfast and then have a medium sized luncheon and then just usually do snacks myself at dinner. Yeah, but there's there's a few dinners included. There are a few mm-hmm. few dinners included. Yeah. Um, but you fly from Maui into Lisbon, and uh, I don't know where we stop on the way, but somewhere along the way we stop because there's no there's no planes that fly from Maui to Lisbon direct. Um, but we'll make a stop and then. Uh, once we get there, this is October 4th through the 14th, and um, we'll be doing, um, I found out, you told me it's pronounced cash cash. The Yeah, the S. Is S-H. Uh, yeah, it's like a sh sound. Cash 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 Estral, and that's where it starts, and it's called the Portuguese Riviera. Um, and we're going to be there. This is kind of nice that we're there for three nights. Because it's nice to have a place in the beginning where you're not running around a lot, so we're there, and um, and then we go to um, Monte Estriel, um, and that was known as a haven for the European royals and nobility. And I guess there's a welcome dinner there that's included there, and then we go to the uh, town of Lisbon and do the. Alfama District Walking Tour, which is... Um, the old town uh, of Lisbon. Mm-hmm. And it was untouched. You'll, you will hear a lot about the big earthquake that they had. Yes, that was quite mm-hmm. a thing. I, that yeah, was in the 70s? Still, no, it was earlier than that. It was in the early 1900s, I think. Yeah. No, I take no. it back. It was way back in the 1700s, I think. And um, 
It was a massive, not only earthquake, but they had a um, they had a tidal wave, they oh, had, a tsunami. They yeah. had a tsunami as well. Yeah, yeah, that was that changed the whole face of a lot of buildings mm-hmm. and yeah, that mm-hmm. was. But the Alfalma district, the old area, mm-hmm. wasn't touched. It would it, there wasn't really any damage in that area. Mm. But I liked that area. It's it's very quaint and cobblestones and um, old buildings with the wrought iron. And there's the Bellum Tower. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. There's some lovely cathedrals there I saw, too. There, uh, right near the Bellum Tower, there's the big cathedral. Right. And then there's a, a museum. Because, uh, you know, the Portuguese, which I forgot, you know, from school. They they were big in the navig, you know, discovering oh, lots. Oh, it was huge. And then when you go into the museum, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Um, they have some huge um, monuments to them mm-hmm. along the river. Yeah, really big monuments that are yeah. pretty impressive, yeah. actually. Yeah, they they discovered a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, that was not a driving force. They were already there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 actually laid claim to yes. quite a bit. Yeah, uh, but there are the uh, in, some wonderful narrow cobblestone streets and seaside cafes and promenades and. Um, and lovely, lovely things to see, to wander, which I like, you know. Um, so there's that. And there's also um, medieval alleys in some of the areas and stuff. And then day five, we go to um, Keshkaish, um or Estoril, um, Sintra, and Obidos, um, Fatima. And then we do, that's a lot. Uh, but but you have some choices there. Um, and again, these are these uh, whitewashed houses at Obidos and um, medieval city walls. And did you go there? No. Oh, okay. Or oh, just Sintra. We did. We went to the palace. That's up on the hill, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah. the town. The town below. below. Yeah. We yeah. didn't have time for the the town because we ended up going to Kashkaish. Oh, you did. Um, yeah. Our guide wanted to take us to her favorite restaurant, so we went. Uh, it's it's kind of like a little beachy town. Uh huh. Um, with little shops, so that was fun. Yeah. And then, um, let's see, on Tuesday we go to Alentejo, a Portuguese countryside, and we stop in the UNESCO town, um, which is called the Museum City of Portugal. Uh, it's a medieval walled city that has a 2nd century Roman temple to Diana. And then there's a uh, walled village of Montserrat, the jewel in the crown of Alentejo. It's. I like. Mel, I love medieval towns myself. Me too. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't think of uh, Portugal so much as having medieval towns. Yeah. Sometimes you think of Italy and other places and as France, having. Yeah. 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 But um, so we'll be there. That's in the. That's in a, the countryside, and uh, we're staying at a country resort set among three thousand acres of vineyards and cork trees and farmlands, and then we go to Alentejo, Sagres, Lagos. And Algarve, Algarve is quite an interesting area as well. And again, we're talking about navigation here. It's Prince Henry School of Navigation. And um, it's wonderful views of the Cape of San Vicente. And um, there's cliffs that plunge into the ocean. It's the uh, most southwestern point of Europe. And then we go into Lagos, where Moorish and Renaissance influences were very important and um, again, voyagers there, Prince Henry, the navigator, and Vasco da Gama sailed out of there in 1499. 
and uh, wander there. And then we go um, to Algarve, which is supposed to be very interesting. It's um, it's a lovely town with fir, orange, almond trees. I didn't realize the almonds big. Almonds are big there. And you know what also is big is olive trees. Interesting, because I, I don't think of you, we don't think of of olive oil. We think of Italy again and olive mm-hmm. oil, but. But yeah, there too, and of cork. I love your cork purse. You, you, there's cork is very, yeah. very, very big in and, Portugal. And the nice thing about cork is they don't kill the trees. They they just peel. Sh- the they trees. peel it, and then it, and then it takes I think like six or seven years to. It grow takes back. a while to grow yeah, back, which so, makes it more valuable. I mean, mm-hmm. I was shocked at how long it takes to grow back. Yeah, actually, they number them all, but I thought that was interesting. And I'm learning about fado. I didn't know about fado before, but there's fado's a kind of music, mm-hmm. and it sounds like it's kind of very ancient. And it's oh, it's very sounds about it's about real life, the life they have in Portugal, I guess back in the day, and um, there's different types too of of singing of the fado. Did you hear that when you were there? Yeah, we the first night we got there, I I took uh, our group uh, on a welcome dinner to a an Afado show uh-huh. so they had different um, uh, musicians singing but then and then we went up to Porto and they we had a lunch where they had Fado there and I actually liked that Fado up in the Coimbra area n- more north than I did in Lisbon well so there's different styles. There's different styles, yeah. Well, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I, we have different styles of, you know, I music. Know. In, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it, it's it's something to really get you to the point. I mean, I have to say flamenco and everything has kind of been overdone, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Vado hasn't been yet, I don't think. No. So, you know, you can you can experience that. I think we're going to have a, a, a special night of Vado. They were going to go to a photo. They usually place. do. I'm trying to find um, some music, then I can play a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Um, it's very um, passionate, kind of feeling, emotional. I mean, it's it's very intense, and and so I'm. I you know I love music, so it's very 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 important um, to recognize the music and the power of the music, and um, so we do that, and then we go to a place. Let's see here. This is important because we have made a point of including an extension to Madeira. Now, Madeira is so, so close to home in lots of ways. There's many people here on the island that love the Azores and love Madeira because that's kind of the roots of where a lot of people from Maui. The motherland, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so if you are one of those people that want to go see your roots... This is supposed to be beautiful, this island. You didn't get to go there, no, right? No, we didn't go there. Um, and you, you're going to do that. That's an extension trip, and we just lowered the price if you want to do four nights and five days in Madeira. Um, so you can fly over there. We'll go see the Botanical Garden. Um, we'll stay in some lovely hotels. And then we're going to uh, visit um, Porto Moniz. It's a traditional village with a wonderful bay. And then we will, um, okay, <laughs> okay, Henry's coming. We've got a guest coming, but he was going to come at 2 o'clock. She told, <laughs> Brenda told him the wrong time. And it's like, so now he's coming down from the hill. 
and he thought it was two. No, it's it's at one. Um, and then we go to the town called Santana, which is, I mean, I kind of wonder about Carlos, right? And if it's any... Maybe he's maybe he's. I'm kind of wondering <laughs> about He looks like he could be, right? And we're going to a place called the uh, Cold River, El Ribeiro Frio. And um, there's a walk along the pathways there. It's supposed to be beautiful. Anyway, so that's um, an extra four days. Then we fly you back to Lisbon and then fly you home from there. You have an extra day in Lisbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have one night in Lisbon. But I found, um, shall I play this, some bottom sure. music? Sure. I would love to hear some bottom yeah. music. Let's see if it can go. Hold it up right, right close to the mic there where the speaker is in the bottom. Oh, I like. He's good. They they were very good. I I bought a CD because <laughs> he was so good. And the guy playing his guitar too. He was really good. Well, it's a beautiful. Well, that's not a typical guitar at all. No, it's. Portuguese guy. Yeah. yeah. Huge body on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a little simple. I like that. But see, I, I was telling you about their capes. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's a black, long black cape. Yeah, that's where the capes for the Harry Potter um, oh. thing came about because J.K. Rowling wrote her book in Porto and then she, that all these students... I guess in the university, they when they would graduate, they would have these capes, and that's where that came from. So where did she where did she spend her time? Um, I, it was in Porto because we actually, um, and I think she taught some at a school somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. But because uh, we actually went on a one a walking tour of Porto, and there was a, a bookstore that she would write at. And the line was super long of people wanting to go see that. <laughs> well, I understand but, that. Yeah, so. I mean, well, he's a legend, of course. I mm-hmm. mean, so, yeah, no, that's that's very interesting. Yeah. I, I, You know, it's it's very interesting because I'm learning so much about Portugal because, truthfully, I mean, it was that one day, but I don't really know much about Portugal, and I'm learning about it. But there is a wonderful Portugal uh, Portuguese club here and a strong community. So I invited next week um, uh, a lovely lady who does a show. For the Portuguese community in here, Audrey, and she's going to come in, and Leona uh, is going to come in next week, and we're going to be talking um, about it. She's an expert on it. She's a, she's amazing on it. So, anyway, um, if you're interested in Portugal, um, this is the best time of year to go. We picked October 4th through the 14th, and the extension is another five days beyond that. Um, but you got to book it in March, and that would be the sooner the better. Call 244-1414. Kathy's here, so she can't answer the phone, but Tina is at Captivating Journeys. And there's also a lovely site you have up on your site, CaptivatingJourneys.com. You can see the page there, right? Yep, just go to um, on our website, CaptivatingJourneys.com. There's a tab that says Journeys with Us. And then um, you'll see the Portugal tour, and it has a detailed itinerary. And it's it's going to be nice. Uh, we don't usually do this, you know. We made sure it was done being done right because we don't usually do um, this kind of thing. This is uh, this is kind of the first for us. You did your first group when you did the Portuguese. That wasn't that the first time you did led the cruise. Was that your uh, first mm-hmm. group? It was, and 
I call it the perfect trip because everything was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything, yeah. And you're going to be finding out more about um, Silver Seas. You're going to be going to Oahu. Next week. Next uh, week. Tina and I are going to go to Oahu. And, when do you uh, go? Thursday morning. Oh, good. And uh, we are going to get learn all the new latest and greatest information about Silver Seas cruises. Well, Silver Seas is a very high-end cruise line, right? They are. Mm-hmm. And they're considered by some to be the, the best. It, yeah, up, the they're up there with um, Crystal and Regent and Seaborn. So they, the service is really good. Small ships with a attention to you know uh, service. Is it all there. inclusive? It is not all inclusive as far as shore excursions, mm-hmm. but it does include um, your wine and spirits and stuff like that, which is good. Mm-hmm. Have and you? the food, well, I have I have not sailed on them, but uh-huh. probably two or three years ago, they had a, a ship in port, and so we did tour the uh, ship. And the lunch probably was the best lunch I had ever had Yeah, on that ship. Well, that's nice. Yeah. You can judge that, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's very, very important. Mm-hmm. We can't underestimate the quality of food no. when, so. we're, <laughs> when we're traveling. And it's, you know, it's very, very I mean, more than ever, it's important. I was watching a PBS special about Jacques Perrault, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. The chef that does the cooking that... Uh, oh, they Pepin. Pe- Pepin, that's yes. it. He was a fascinating man. Yeah. And I've been on Oceana, I think, three times now. Mm-hmm. And they have the restaurant called Jacques, featuring some of his um, menus and things. And the guy I, the guy was amazing. Just a, quite a great chef and an amazing life. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see that? What happened to I see that show? I saw part of it. It was yeah. so interesting. And mm-hmm. and so here's this amazing guy, and I'd been on the cruise and not realized how big a name he was as far as even beyond celebrity chefs. I mean, the guy worked everywhere, and he kind of at one point gave up the whole celebrity thing. He came over to America, and he worked doing all the menus for one of the very basic chains. Was it Burger King or something? No, Wendy's. One of oh, those really? kind of things. Yes, wow. because he wanted to reach the people. He was tired. At oh. one point, he was actually the one chef in charge of feeding the the French king, you know, French French royalty, the French, no, premiers, I'm sorry. Prime minister? Prime minister. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he gave that all up. He got tired of that because he was doing the most expensive meals you could imagine. He wow. went totally the opposite way. And then he went back and got involved with lots of other people. But the guy is a renaissance man, does great things. And so they're featuring him on the Oceana Cruises. And people do love him. Yeah, and they love his food. And I think he, he sails every now and then with them. And they have a special sailing yeah, and I've they, heard stories about that. They have, um, on the Oceana, they have the cooking school. Um, did you do that when you were I on? didn't even know they had yeah, it. Yeah, they have a, um, well, you were on the bigger ship, yeah. right? Well, so. the one that was 900. The marina? Yeah, you went on the oh, marina. The yeah, marina, marina, yeah. marina and the Riviera. And the Riviera, Yeah, those right. are the bigger ships. And they have actually um, a cooking class where you, you don't just watch. A lot of the times it's demonstration. They have... Um, you can actually cook, and they have the chef, the um, onboard chef there, and teaching the class. I did that; it was really fun. On the Oceana. On the Oceana. Yeah. So, what are you finding right now is the most popular cruise? Because you know what, what we're seeing, and what's really important to remember, is that cruising's become really big and bigger and bigger, right? And and I mean, are you finding 
as far as calls coming in that more people are wanting to cruise now? They want to cruise. Um, Paul Gogan is our still number one request. And, and you have some of those available still at a Till September. Mm-hmm. Okay. And hopefully they'll come out with... The seven-day one mainly, right? Yeah, they have a 14-day uh, that is next month. I, I'm not sure if there's still space on that one, but there's still some seven days. And um, hopefully we'll get new dates soon for later on the year and maybe even next year. But that's still our most popular request. But what I'm I'm finding is, um, you you know, our clientele are more, they're retired, you know, and they've traveled and they've been on the Royal Caribbean and Princess and all. They, They are wanting to do like a smaller ship, Mm -hmm. so like Oceana has smaller ship and Mm -hmm. Silver Sea and whatnot. So that's they like the intimacy of that. Would you say you don't you don't book the Seaborn that much? Would you say Celebrity and Oceana are the two most popular cruises that you have right now? Uh, Celebrity, Oceana, and Holland probably. Are oh, really? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we've never talked much about Holland. Yeah. Have we ever? I don't think we've ever focused on them. I don't think so. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I've done Holland. I liked them. Well, they're huge in Europe. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go to Europe, you see a lot of, lot more than you do, you know. I mean, I see them uh-huh. when you go to Venice. When you, see, you, when you go into port, you see a lot of Holland, America. Yeah, and Alaska, they do... Uh, a, a bit of Alaska. Princess is popular because, you know, everybody knows them, the love boat, and they do a lot of commercials. But, you know, what is also getting popular is Oceana, you know, the Oceana uh, cruise, ocean cruise, because they are, again, a smaller ship, 900. And You mean they would cross it transatlantic? No, the Oceana, I mean, excuse me, Viking cruises. Yeah. Viking ocean cruises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Viking is like, well, that you, you saw last week we had Christine in mm-hmm. here. She's completely sold on it. And part of the thing was, again, and what a lot of people look for is good price, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think still people really will look for a good price. Even if they have money, a lot of times they want a good price. They want um, nice accommodations, and they want a good price with the balcony because more and more people really want the balcony, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to go, it doesn't matter if you have a cheap inside room. You want the balcony. And what you do when you're searching and what you're getting sent, I, I get tons of emails. And they'll say, you know, nine ninety nine or, you know, twelve ninety nine, And then you go to the site and you see, oh, that's an inside cabin. And they're all sold out, right? <laughs> they are, yeah. <laughs> and you see that all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But Viking Ocean Cruises, they're all, um, all their cabins are the same except, for, of course, the suites. But they're all verandas. Which is a great idea. Mm-hmm. They're just on, you know, the pricing is based on. The location, mm-hmm. um, but um, they're all inclusive. So you have beer and wine at lunch and dinner, and, the, and the shore, shore excursions, excursions really is a you plus because you can come off with a couple thousand dollar bill on a you know you get an inexpensive cruise fare. But then by the time you pay all of it, then if you compare it with say maybe Holland and Viking, you might have paid you might have saved money on the Viking, but you're just seeing it. Up front versus on the back end. Well, and that's very important. And the other thing to remember, I mean, it's so funny because there's so many stories out about the best time to book airfare. And, I mean, you know, as far as how many days out and which day of the week is the best time to book. And and 
some people swear that, you know, some days are better. It used to be Tuesday, and now they're saying no. You know, the days have changed to book cheap airfare, and now people are saying Sunday. Some people are saying Sunday's cheaper. But in the same way, it's really hard to know exactly when to book a cruise. Some people will book like a year out. And I know you had um, you had the Viking representative here in uh, just about a month ago, mm-hmm. three weeks ago. You have to book Viking ahead of time. You do. Uh, because they're they're so popular. So if you, and they they don't tend to discount, um, but I my recommendation if there is a cruise that you want, I would book it. Most of the cruise lines, not Viking, but um, you know, like say Princess or Holland or even even Celebrity, they your deposit is refundable usually up until about ninety or one hundred twenty days out. So so it doesn't hurt to get, yeah. So if you if you um, and if the fare drops between when you book it and before um, you do the final payment, you get the lower rate. Does As, do everyone? All the cruise lines? Do they that? don't. They don't. They won't do it for you but as for what we do for our clients if uh-huh. we see there's been a price reduction then we call them and then uh, you know I had never known that before Kathy I assume that's that, why you use a travel professional well, well yeah because I assumed <laughs> if the price dropped that they would tell you no, but you have to you have to watch it yourself or if you just call Kathy and book through her mm-hmm. she, that's a very good service then mm-hmm Wow, because I mean, sometimes it does quite it a bit, does. depending I, on how well it's selling. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have, I think last year I saved. I had a family going to Alaska. I saved them about fifteen hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Because they dropped the price. They dropped the price. And how far out did they drop the price? You know, it depends. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're always having a promotion here, a promotion there. You know, that kind of thing. You know, what we're seeing that with our Portuguese trip and everything is that a lot of people just don't. I'm one of those people that really don't know. If I were to go right now and try to book a year, I would not know what my schedule is going to be like next year at all. You just put it in your schedule. No, there you go. You don't, things, <laughs> things come up. You just don't. You go, so, I'm busy. I can't go there. Yeah, I'm going on a vacation. Can you do a year out? I don't know. I can't do I can. a year. You can, can actually book a year out. Yeah. I mean, I just say this is where I'm going mm-hmm. and then stick it in my calendar. But before you forget, I have a really good travel tip, airline yes. tip right now. And okay. I, I found this yesterday and um, from L.A., I think it's L.A. Rome, L.A. Paris, or, or from San Francisco, Paris. And I mainly saw it on United. Round trip fare is under $600. How? For when? It's got to be I, a winter. No, I actually was pricing clients in April. Are we here? Yeah. Is Henry here? Did Henry make it? Henry made it. Oh, my. Good, 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 good. Come in, Henry. Yeah. Yay, yay, yay. Henry Lindsay's here. Have a seat over here. Have a seat. Let's pull that microphone right over to you there. You pull it right up. Hi, Henry. How are you? Still kicking. <laughs> you came down from up country, huh? Yeah, I'm <laughs> half hour early. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know Brenda, t- Brenda told you the wrong time. It's one to two. For my travel show. I have my talk show on Tuesday, 2 o'clock. But this show's 1 to 2. Uh, have you ever met Kathy? Kathy Takushi's Bren- Brenda Lindsay's brother. This is Henry Lindsay. Hi, Henry. Yeah, but I've been Kathy. listening to you on your way down. So. Well, we were filling time to <laughs> filling time to you could make it. Um, he, Henry's been in the business here forever. I mean, as long as I went 20, 30, 40 years. 40 years in the business. Yeah. 
about? 40. Built uh, my first house on Maui in 72. Wow. My father in 44. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, Ridgeline Homes, Inc., and um, your family's all kind of working. You have your son and, and members. Four, four of the five kids are in the business now. Wow. Actually, Ridgeline Homes is owned by my um, kids now. And That's Josh, right. my oldest son, is a general contractor. Wow. So they're they're trying to find the out back door for me, I think. You do look a little bit so. like Brenda. Maybe it's the eyes. Or Brenda looks like me and Drake. Brenda. That's, that's what I say. <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> well, you've seen the ups and downs of the construction industry over the years and the building of homes. And, and uh, you, you've, you've been riding that wave for a long, long time, so you've seen what's happened. But um, beyond that, you have the, the family that's got roots, of course, here. But if you really trace back the roots, if you take those roots way back, um, it goes to Portugal. Uh, yes, it does. My um, my father is basically of uh, Scottish descent, and um, my mother is uh, full-blood Portuguese, uh, along with my wife. I call them, uh, she's registered with papers, is what I say. I didn't know your wife was as well. Yeah, she's full-blood Portuguese. My mother's maiden name is Freitas. Oh. Her mother's Tavares, oh. and her mother was Franco. But we're related oh, so to the, just to the about. The Tavares community is also Portuguese. Yes. Related to Charmaine? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Related to Charmaine. Uh, Hannibal Tavares was a very close friend of, of my parents. Wow. Yeah. A legendary mm-hmm. mayor. Legendary, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have the two sides. I have the um, uh, Lindsay being Scottish. Uh-huh. Um, and then, of course, my mom's Freitas. The old saying is, if my mother was my father, my father was my mother, my name would be Henry Freitas. <laughs> Right, I, I, I like kind of follow that. <laughs> I like that. That's excellent. And I guess that it's a pretty tight knit community. The Portuguese community still is. Do you feel that? Do you have gatherings every now and then, or is just a family's big enough where you don't need a gathering? Because I mean, every time I joke with Brenda, every time there's someone that comes up and we mention the name of a client, she's oh, yeah, that's a cousin. Oh no, no, that's an uncle. That, oh, no, we have we're, we're related. <laughs> it's like everyone's related. You know, it it is close. The um, we always joke about you know America being a melting pot, and then you hear some of the comedians say that Hawaii is a tossed salad. Uh huh. And is. Uh, we are a tossed salad. I think the Portuguese are very proud of their heritage and their history. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people think we're like, uh, you know, my. Big fat Greek wedding where everything was uh, created by the Portuguese, you know, historically. But a, lo- <laughs> that's a, that's but a lot a of things. That's funny part of that movie, yeah. Yeah, a lot of things were actually. Um, mm-hmm. And if you Google it, even even the English drinking tea came from the Portuguese. Not. Just Google it, and you'll see. Not mm-hmm. tea drinking came from Portugal. Yeah, King Edward uh, married a princess from uh, Portugal, and uh, of course, she liked tea. And she started drinking tea at court, and it caught on. I never, I never, ever don't knew that. Don't trust me. Just grab your Google, go to your iPhone, and say, how did the English ah. start drinking tea? So I guess this, again, goes back to the fact that, you know, in the 1400s and beyond, there, was, there were all these amazing navigators, and they would travel. So they probably went to yeah. China on some of the routes and brought back the tea from China. You know, um, you just can't... Um, Go to Portugal or Madeira or the uh, the other, um, as we say, Azor uh, Islands without talking about uh, Prince Henry the Navigator. He's such a dominant feature in, in Portuguese history because he, 
his mandate and his aggressiveness to go out and discover the world is the reason why the Azores uh, were discovered by him in the early 1400s and and, uh, colonized. And also Madeira was, uh, uh, he was going along the coast of uh, Africa and he saw the birds going out. And as he headed out, he saw this this island with this massive forest. And of course, Madeira means trees or forest in Portuguese. I didn't know that. Okay. And that's where Madeira um, got its name. Um, You've you've been to Madeira. I have not been to Madeira. We we were gone the entire month of September. We started... This last uh, year? We started, we went to Scotland. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, we were, it was a roots tour. So we went to Scotland in search of the Lindsay uh, history that started in Scotland about uh, 1,000 around wow. that area. Really? Yeah, and we went to the, um, the Did home. Did you do this through the gene thing? Did you do one of those? Well, there's a history that goes through it. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but we we went to the homeland of, uh, of where the Lindsays were in Scotland. And what ba- section of Scotland was it's that? It's an area called Lanarkshire. It's in the border areas of, uh, of Scotland. When King David uh, married the Princess of Flanders, uh, she brought a group of noblemen with her. And I used to always complain, what's up with the Lindsays? We're always working for somebody else. We're the guards of the <laughs> king. Why can't we do this? And somebody said, excuse me, Henry, who, who guards the king? Mm-hmm. Right? The best. Right. So anyway, there was a group of noblemen that came over, and and uh, obviously the Celts couldn't pronounce their names properly because the uh, Lindsay origin was a guy named Gilbert de Alus, which they changed to Lindsay. It was L-A-N-D-S-A-Y at that time, and there's different pronunciations and stuff. And there were Douglases and Fleming and, mm-hmm. and the other guys uh, that were in there, and that was kind of the origin. And they were given lands. Uh, King David gave them different lands and the Lindsays got uh, land in Lanarkshire and from there they went down into England and came back up a variety of different times there's a Lindsay province I think in in England there's also a castle built by Lindsays in northern uh, northern England so we did that near the border up there yeah so we went to Scotland did you see the castles in the different places yeah Yeah. was that how did you feel I I've been to my Roots. My father was born in, in Czechoslovakia in Prague, and, and it was very interesting for me because that's kind of close. That's my father. But when you go back, you know, that long ago, did you feel any of that family history or energy? And did you meet any, any of the people that still are there that are relatives? You know, there's, there's something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a student of history, so I don't travel anywhere without spending a tremendous amount of time uh, studying history whether it be Portuguese history or uh, or Scotland's. So um, usually when there's a tour, they say, if you have any more questions, ask him. Uh-huh. Well, that's great. Because I usually do a, do a lot of homework on it. But, yeah, there's there's a tremendous feel that you have of the land uh, when you imagine. Now, my, my family, from they left Scotland, uh, I think, in the 1600s, though. Uh-huh. and became one of the founding uh, families of Henderson County. My dad was in the Army and, uh, in World War II. He was stationed on Maui, met my mother oh, here. Oh, really? And, and so World War II for them was a love story, like so many. So he was stationed here on Maui? Not yeah. A, yeah. 
And and was that that area down where they uh, in the central, which is plantation, with it was a whole base down there? Or yeah, everybody it? thinks of Camp Maui, but that was mostly Marines. My father was actually this is going to surprise you. He was stationed at the Hong Wanji in Makawao. Not. Yeah. Right where, up there on Makawao Avenue. Right up there where they just there put was the, a station there. The, they were stationed there, and uh, yeah, and Makawao School now I think was a hospital. I had no idea. Yeah, my grandfather uh, made um, my grandfather uh, Joe Freitas uh, made basically surgical tools and stuff. He was a blacksmith uh, for during World War II for some of the surgeons who didn't have certain tools. Wow. So yeah, there's this there's this deep history. Yeah. But what we find about history is it's all connected. Yeah. It's, it's all connected because we flew into uh, uh, Glas- Glasgow and. Wow. Uh, I had a I had a acquired a, a shoulder injury on the trip, and my wife had to drive on the opposite side of the road uh-uh. and all the roundabouts. Yes. And everything. So I all give right. her I give her a ten mm-hmm. because that was pretty crazy. It is the first time, yeah. But I asked the 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 Scottish people, which by the way they love Americans. At least that was my experience. Hmm. In fact, both in Portugal and Scotland, they loved Americans, and it was so nice to feel appreciated i was kind of wondering because you hear these stories yeah. about europe and and uh and america but uh yeah and so she drove and and we went from different areas and we had amazing experiences both in scotland and portugal um we you know we went to edinburgh and all the other places and then we uh it's a good a tr- time of year you, we picked went a, you picked a good time of year so it wasn't too cold it was very very um busy Mm-hmm. So I told them, I said, wait a minute, we were told to come here in September. Uh-huh. And they said, yeah, all you bloody Americans were told to come here in September. Right, exactly. <laughs> so but, everyone was there. But we did Airbnbs. We didn't do the tours. We drove. And um, actually, we were able to find uh, places to stay all but one night. One night, we slept in a parking lot uh-uh. uh, in Scotland. <laughs> but other than that. Because it was busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was busy. So then we uh, we took a train to London, and we stayed in London for a couple of days, and then we flew to Porto. And did you rent a car in, in Porto? Yes, we did. And uh, one of the things I learned that in Portugal, uh, they don't like automatics. Hardly anybody has an automatic. Well, this is not just Portugal. There's many places many in places. Europe. And you have to remember to look ahead at this, because I drive, but it's been years since I've drawn stick ship, but... But um, John doesn't drive a stick shift. So, I mean, at one time I was doing all the driving because, yeah, it's you can't always find. And they charge extra. They charge extra. We ended up with a BMW automatic and um, and Arlene drove. And that well, could be pricey. We've had a lot of opinions about people. Everybody's an expert on where you're going and what you're doing, even if they've never been there. Mm-hmm. But one thing we've discovered in Portugal was it wasn't, a lot of things weren't what we expected. The mm-hmm. highways were phenomenal. Oh, really? They were phenomenal. Um, Portugal has a lot of very deep ravines and, and uh, rolling mountains. And these things, they felt like they were 1,000 feet up. They wow. just had these massive columns, and you're, you're, the highways were completely straight. So it was easy to get around. It was very, very easy. And there, hardly, there was hardly anybody on the road. And if you know anything about the Portuguese, they love, they race. When they're on the road, they race. <laughs> they're all hot rodders. I asked them, I said, I asked a young woman why, and they said, well, that's how they get their frustration out. <laughs> and they, so there's a lot of voicing, a lot of 
raising their arm and, and the things that happen on the highway. So you just want to be prepared that they move at extremely fast, fast, uh, no matter where they're at. I didn't know. know that. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we had a good experience. We went into Porto, and we did the things you do in Porto. I'm interested in structure and architecture, so uh-huh. we we stayed in a hotel that was cut out of the granite right beside uh, the Duro River there nice. and you can see the uh you can see the bridge the famous bridge that was uh they used eiffel steel you know those things were done in the 1800s incredible and then the music you were talking about earlier and those Bada. things having dinner sometimes i felt in portugal that i was like uh i was like uh bubba you know, but instead of shrimp, it was uh, bacalhau, dried codfish. Did, did you, did you like a thousand the ways to thousand be. ways, and I think we ate every single way. Really? But what was different, what I wanted to just mention to you, we, uh, the, I don't know if you mentioned a vero, whether you guys went to a vero. Yeah. Vero is a, is a, a fishing town that basically has, uh, I guess like Vienna, they have those gondolas or whatever that go oh, up the, the canals, canals yeah. and the beautiful boats and then they uh they commercially uh produce salt there is one uh-uh. of their things and we really enjoyed uh Avero right on right on the ocean uh-huh but my favorite uh and i saw the sunrise I think we do could we go there i think we do go to Avero. yeah i thought uh we saw the sunrise in lisbon um nice. you know right over the bridge it looks like the you know San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge. It is Looks a beautiful like bridge, it. you know, and, and I didn't know much about it till we went up on our cruise. We were we we're on a small ship, so we got to go under the bridge and stay right there in town. Yeah, in the Tagus River. So we were, we were over there. But one, I don't know if you mentioned Tomar. Whether you guys go to Tomar? Or I don't not. know about Tomar. Where is that? Is yeah. that where you guys went? Avera. It's it's actually A V E I R O. Okay. Avera. Avera. Uh, Tomar is basically the um, uh, the Knights of the Templar, the town oh, that the Knights really? of the Templar did. And I can tell you of all the places I was in in Portugal, the one that fascinated me the most was uh, Tomar. We weren't really planning on going, and somebody had done a shout-out for us to head inland, and uh, maybe we should check Tomar. So we were heading to Tomar, and we're in this uh, Airbnb bed and breakfast or something. We can't find it. We're driving all over the country. We cannot find this place. And so finally we go back into the town of Tomar, and we see this beautiful hotel that's there. And um, what was the hotel? It was a, uh, what is it, the Hotel Tem de Plaris or something. Oh, the Templars, yeah. Yeah, and then um, so... We thought, well, they probably don't have any room, but we asked them, and they, they said, yeah, they had rooms, and then they told us how very expensive it were, and we were extremely excited because <laughs> it wasn't very, wasn't very expensive compared to what we are used to. So we went into our room, and when we opened the blinds, I mean, uh, my wife basically jumped with enthusiasm because the gardens, and they had a water wheel out there, mm. and the whole grounds were magnificent and right up there on the on the point of the hill was this incredibly beautiful templar castle wow now i I remember when i was in lisbon i went to one of the very very large cathedrals it was a little ways off the coast not much just about actually a block from the coast and it was huge i mean it was huge but then they told the story 
and the Knights Templar, because the Knights Templar used that cross that's equal level, mm-hmm. intersect, yeah. I mean, they cross equally. And so it's very obvious cross. And then the story was the Templars were all there, and they got all completely slaughtered. When there was that, what's well, famous now is like the Black Friday, but they came yeah. and all the Knights Templar were completely wiped out, they think, you know, at that time. So, of course, and it changed, and it was like this whole plot that, evolved and then it got taken over by the other people at that time but I didn't know I mean I knew there was a large Knights Templar community but I hadn't heard about this other town oh I would recommend uh, a visit there I mean Mm -hmm. the food is absolutely fantastic I have a friend uh, David Israelite who lived in Portugal for six years Mm. and he told me that he used to drive from his home somewhere outside of Lisbon all the way to Tumar just to get this special meal that they prepared there in this restaurant he would wow. drive two and a half so you hours. went there uh, i don't know if i went to that particular restaurant but it was uh yeah it was was pretty pretty incredible there that you know it's it's i love when you can actually explore your roots that way and did you i mean did you find out the towns that were related with the roots of your town well from there we all we went to the uh, azores and I've always called the Azores, uh, the islands are 1,500 miles off the coast of Portugal. And when you're there, if you say, oh, I was in Portugal, they look at you quite weird because they are Portugal. Uh-huh. Like Hawaii saying uh-huh. we're from the States instead uh-huh. of we're American. Oh, it's very, like that. Very, very similar. Uh-huh. Uh, but they're the Hawaiian islands of the Atlantic. Uh, they look exactly like Hawaii. When my great-great-grandparents uh, left the dock there, um, for Hawaii. In fact, we have some of the furniture in our house from that trip. Wow. When they left there, I was thinking, wow, if they would have fell asleep and then woke up in Hawaii, they would say, have we left yet? Because it wow. looks exactly uh, like Hawaii. And they eat taro on every meal. They call Not. it they call it yammies. I mean, everything is taro over there. Um, and of course, they have a tea plantation. And so, you know, the um, yeah, we're basically the native Azorians. That's why some people say, oh, you guys aren't from Portugal, you're Azorians. Well, that's like saying you're from Hawaii, but you're not from America. Mm-hmm. So we, we How are. How many islands you know. were there related to in that chain over there? There's quite a there? few. Um, the, we just went to São Miguel because we just didn't have the time um, to travel to all the islands. But my son Jacob uh, was there on official Portuguese business with mm-hmm. the club, and he was he had dinner with the consulate and stuff and traveled oh, through, the, nice. through the different islands. But we were able to um, uh, stay in a bed and breakfast there. And we were in Scotland. They were talking about the Jacobites and, and all the, you know, the religious, uh, mm-hmm. the Catholics had to, you know, they were being slaughtered up there because they were rebelling. Um, there's a lot of movies and stuff that have been done on it. And here we ended up staying in a old farmhouse. It was 500 years old or something. And that guy was a Jacobite who fled from Scotland wow. to the Azores. To, wow. You know, and he started a church there. He called it Freedom. And How he was from wonder- Scotland. Isn't that amazing? So that was the full So full It's circle. so uh, so connected, yeah. Wow, it's it's an amazing story, Henry. It really is, and I, you know, we're seeing. And I was talking to Kathy because we had someone else that had done a similar trip. Remember when we were talking about that the trip following the roots? I think oh, it was right. um, U- um, Uataki. No, I forget his name. Benny, one of our our guests did just that. We followed the roots and went back. And I think there really is something to this. I mean, it's a very interesting completion 
of understanding it's one thing to hear about your roots and it's another thing to actually be there and like you were things are going to happen that are just magical and and you had some wonderful experiences well, when you're standing on the dock where your ancestors made a commitment to travel wow. to go all the way around South America to mm -hmm. come to a place called Hawaii mm -hmm. and have the courage to be able to do that had and you to ever stand find there out how say, that happened why Hawaii did you ever ask anyone well there was, was a variety of things the Portuguese were uh, they were asked to come here by the, the kingdom of Hawaii oh I didn't know that because the Portuguese unlike some of the other people that were brought into work were actually professionals at sugarcane pineapple and taro uh-huh. And Terrell. So, and they were also very good stonemasons. That's why a lot of the old stonework here, because the the Azores are all basalt. They're, they even have kukuya grass. The grass is the same. I didn't know that. And they have, but the thing they have different is they have a lot of inland lakes. So their their base volcanoes have filled with lakes, and they are just gorgeous and oh. beautiful. Wow. But it's so much like Hawaii. I understand that later it gets cold, gets colder than Hawaii. But when we were there in September, I could not tell the difference between being in Hana and being over there. To wow. me, it was the only thing that was different is we have native hapu'us, the fern trees here are Hawaiian, and those are more like the Australian tree ferns over there. But uh, the food is fantastic. The bread is it's you have to close your eyes to eat that. Oh, bread. is it really that good? Oh my gosh. Oh, I will never, you know, I love bread. I try not to eat too much of it here, but I definitely have to do that. It, it, what kind of bread would you kind of, it's not like, is it, it's not sweet bread. It's, is it? It's, it's not sweet. I, I wish I could describe okay. it. It's almost undescribable. I think one of the breads that we had was like, it was almost like a pizza size, very, uh, probably oh. a couple inches thick and uh -huh. probably 12 inches in diameter. And the closest thing I could say would be like a pancake, but nothing like a pancake. It's wow. just when you, the texture and what you did, you break that off and you eat it with your meals. And uh, the only thing I regret is not buying enough of it. Oh, yeah? Well, yeah. I'm sure they probably could ship it, but it's not going to be the same. You know, it's kind of like in India they do that because if you use the ovens, they, in India you have those round pieces and lots of different kinds of bread as well. But I'm very excited. I'm really glad you were able to make it. I'm sorry the timing uh, was wrong, but, I mean, you, you, you told me a lot that I didn't know, and it really puts some interesting pieces to the puzzle of Portugal I'm trying to put in, together in my mind. One, other, one other point is Henry, Prince Henry the Navigator in the early 1400s, was the head of the um, Knights Templar in Portugal. I didn't know that. He was the head of it, yeah. Wow. And, of course, you're called Henry. Yep. So there you go, full circle again, right? <laughs> well, thank you for coming down the hill. I appreciate you taking the time to come in and talk to Story. I, you know, I've known of you for a long time, and I've seen you, but I never knew this whole story, so... It's very fascinating hearing um, this history and that, that, that amazing trip you took was a great Every trip. family has a great story. Yes. They just need a good storyteller. And who better than a Portuguese to tell the story? <laughs> very well put. <laughs> uh, on that, we're going to wind it up. And you can call Kathy Takushi at 208-244-1414. Um, and people hear this will hear this in other places, and there is a toll-free number as well, because I post this online. That's 1-800-344-9086. And you can go to CaptivatingJourneys.com mm -hmm. as well. 
And um, if you're going to be interested in the trip to Portugal, you have to get that in by the end of March to participate. And um, you can always get your discount. If you're not decided, don't worry. Get the discount down. You can get that back until April 2nd. And you also do, of course, the trips. There's one cabin left. One cabin left to to Egypt. Egypt. I think it's got my name on it. (laughs) Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, Henry. And um, great seeing you, Kathy. Aloha. Bye.